Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners once again. What a pleasure to be with you each day here on Search the Scriptures. What a pleasure to have you with us. We're so thankful to have this opportunity to get with you on a daily basis, open up God's Word, and do a little bit more studying from His precious Scriptures. How blessed we are to have the Word of God given to us in written form in the Bible. How blessed we are in this country to have such ready access to God's Word, the Bible. It's not that way everywhere in the world. Not everybody in all parts of the world can have a Bible openly. They cannot study it openly. They cannot teach it openly. It's against the law. They're persecuted for it. Right. In other places, they may have the opportunity to own one, but they don't have, have access to getting one. And we have such a blessing to be able to have the Bible, to be able to read it, to be able to teach it, to be able to study from it, to be able to live by it, and not have to make any apologies, not have to worry about somebody coming in and breaking down our door or arresting us for simply reading and teaching God's Word. And while we have such a blessing, I'm afraid that so many people in our nation really do not take much advantage of that blessing. Right. They really don't read the Bible much. Now, they may have two or three or four or five of them in their house, but they kind of sit on a shelf someplace, for the most part, and hardly ever get opened. They may have some records of births and deaths and marriages, but they don't have much knowledge of what's written on the pages of the scriptures. We want to help you get past that. We want to help as many people as we can get past that kind of practice. We want to help you catch the excitement of learning what the scriptures teach. And oh, how exciting it is to be able to open it up and see those words, those instructions, those stories come alive to us. And speaking of coming alive, they're there to give us eternal life. Amen. To lead us to that life. We want to help you get there. The best thing that we can do is to teach you God's word. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So as we study together and you study with us, then your faith should be growing. And as your faith grows stronger, you should want to come closer to God. And ultimately, our prayer is that you'll make up your mind to come to him all the way, his way, through Jesus Christ, his Son and your Lord and Savior. As you come to believe in him as God's Son and your Savior, and you're ready to repent of your sins and turn to him openly, confessing your faith in him and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins. As you come up out of that grave of water that we call baptism, you're a new person, as Paul put it in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Reborn, as Jesus put it in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. You have a new beginning, a new start on life, with a new hope, and that is to be in heaven for all of eternity, with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit. And you have a new walk, and that is with God toward heaven for the rest of your life. You're going to do over. And how exciting that is. And how many people are out there who wish 
they can start over. God gives you the opportunity. We want to help you. At the end of the program today, we're going to tell you how you can contact us. So have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready so you can jot down that information. And you can ask for the free Bible study that we always offer in the program. It is free. We'll take care of the postage. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD. And again, for free, and we'll take care of the postage. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. You can jot down that information at the end of the program, and you can get with us. It's great to be here again today to continue our study with God's Word with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary, and thank you for every person studying with us today. You know, Gary, I was listening carefully to your introduction, and everything that you said is right on target. It is a great blessing to be able to study God's Word, and we have a great freedom in being able to do so. For us to not take advantage of God's Word, that is, for us to not study, leaves us at a great disadvantage concerning our salvation. For we tend to think religiously without the knowledge of God. And this is always a mistake. For we can't get it right on our own. As we've talked about in previous programs, we need that instruction to tell us how to take advantage of the grace of God. To tell us how to get to heaven, for Satan will put many obstructions in our way when we don't study God's Word. And I am so grateful for our listening audience because you are evidence of the fact that it is important to study as you're listening to us today. Amen, brother. Amen. Dwayne, we're going to continue this study on God's grace. But specifically, we're talking about our response to God's grace. Amen. And I know that a whole lot of people, they think about God's grace and they realize that it is by grace that we're saved. But I'm not sure that that many people think about our response to God's grace. And that is very important, isn't it? Yes. uh, The Bible teaches that there is a response, and we've already talked about several things, and looking forward to talking some more. Yes, yes. Now, God's grace is a gift. It's not something that we earn. It's not something that we can pay for. It's not something that we can obligate God toward giving us. It's not something that we deserve. It is a gift from God. But there are so many ways that God has bestowed his grace upon us and extends his grace to us. I'm not sure that we stop and think about all of those different ways. The fact that we have health. The fact that we have the ability to have a roof over our head and a meal on the table every day. To have a job, to earn a living. To have people who love us around us. That's all by God's grace. It is. James said in James chapter 1 and verse 17 that all good gifts and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Everything good in our lives is by God's grace. And let me tell you, Dwayne, even the atheists, whatever good, really good things they have in their life, That's by God's grace. Right. 
and they don't believe in him, but God blesses them anyway. He's giving them time to yes. come to their senses and turn their lives around and come to him for his fullness of grace. And that's salvation and eternal life. Well, we talked about the airline pilot who is flying into an airport in a blinding fog. And it's dark on top of that. And he can't see. He can't see the airport. He can't see the runway lights. He can't see the runway. He's flying on instruments. And he's relying totally upon the radar operator in the control tower who can see him by virtue of radio, or, or rather of radar signals. And so he's guiding him in. Now the pilot has flown into that airport many times and he suddenly remembers some obstacle that could be in the way if he were a little bit off of the right path and trajectory. And so he yells out to the radar operator about that obstacle. The operator calmly replies, you obey instructions, we will take care of obstructions. The pilot needed to understand that he could not do what needed to be done, and that was to safely land his plane. He needed to trust the radar operator to bring him in. We cannot save ourselves. We need to trust God and turn to him to bring us in to heaven. That's right. And as we were wrapping up our last program, we talked about how God loved us first. And he instructs us, in response to that grace, to love one another and to keep his commandments. Yes. In fact, you know, Dwayne, he says, John writing there says, God loved us first and so we love him. Right. So he loved us when we were unlovable even. That's right. When we did not deserve his love, but he still loved us. And so our response should be to love him. And John doesn't leave us hanging there as to how to love God, does he? No, he doesn't. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3, he says, In this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. That's right. Now that bothers a lot of people, I'm afraid, because they see grace as simply a one-way street, and it's all God, and they have no responsibility for any kind of response whatsoever. Right. Well, grace is all God. But as we've been seeing in this particular study on our response to God's grace, he does expect response on our part. That's right. Grace is more than just a deathbed reward. It is our ability to be imitators of God in this life and be with him in the life to come. Yeah, and, and you know, again, as John pointed out in uh, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16, God loved us enough to send his son to die for us. Right. And then John says, and we ought to love our brethren. That's now, right. that's response to God's grace. It is. That's participating in God's grace, as you put it so very well earlier in this study. And then in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19, God loved us first, and so we should love him. Again, that's our response to his grace and our participating in his grace. It is. Very important. Very important for us to understand. And then again, John said, 
And this is God, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. That's how we evidence our love for God. We live for him. And there is no way to live for God without obeying his teachings. Grace is active in our lives. Now, today, tomorrow, and for the rest of our lives. As we pointed out in an earlier program in this study, Peter even says in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, grow in grace. That's right. Now that means we have to be active in our response to God's grace. We participate in God's, in God's grace extended toward us. And we all understand this idea of growing. Uh, we see things grow all the time, especially in the spring. You know, uh, a seed is planted, and over time, it grows. It doesn't just appear there, full-grown. It goes through a process of maturing, of changing, of becoming the plant, or in our case, the person that our designer designed us to be by the instruction of his word. Yeah, and you know, we're supposed to carry the gospel throughout all the world, teach people. Yes. Teach people the saving message of the gospel of Christ. But now, what does Paul say? What's the process again? In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verses uh, 5 and 6, he says he planted... Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. That's God's grace. Now, now, God gave the increase, but Paul and Apollos had to go out and teach. There was a response. That, that's right, a participation. Yes. Their response to God's grace. Now, let's turn to Romans chapter 4, and let's look at the first five verses there, if you would, please. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies... The ungodly has faith is accounted for righteousness, or his faith is accounted for righteousness. Now, Paul, in writing the Romans letter, was he, he really labored. He went into a great deal of depth to try to teach these new Christians and most of these who were receiving this letter for the first time were probably from a Jewish background. Yes. They had been raised in the law of Moses. And Paul, throughout this letter, and also throughout his letter to the Galatians, which is written to a different group, but who have been kind of troubled by some Judaizing teachers, as they're called, mm -hmm. Christians from a Jewish background, who came in and tried to tell the Gentile Christians that they had to keep the law of Moses at least certain tenets of it, Paul, in both of these letters, 
is going into a lot of depth and a lot of labor trying to get across to the readers, you're not under the law of Moses anymore. Right. And also the fact that the Jews had come to interpret the law of Moses and apply it in, in ways that were not intended. And so it had become a system of salvation by works. They yes. had to do certain things and not do certain things, and it was all up to them in their minds. If they did not perform in certain ways, then they could not be saved. And Paul's trying to get across, that was never the way it was supposed to be. Right. That was not supposed to be your understanding. And right now, you're not under that law anyway. Right. We cannot be saved by the works of man or the works of man's mind or the works of man's hand. Yes. And and so that's what Paul is addressing here in verses 1 through 5 of, of Romans chapter 4. He said, you know, Abraham, what, what then shall we say that Abraham our father is found according to the flesh? He was not justified by works. No. Not by the works of the law of Moses. Not by works by themselves. He did not save himself. He did not earn his salvation. Abraham, and it's interesting, in this particular text, Paul refers to Genesis chapter 15 and verse 6. Yes. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed Believed God, God. and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, to him who works, Paul says, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. Again, the idea that I'm working for my salvation, I'm earning my salvation. Paul says, no, 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 no. You cannot earn your salvation. Right. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, interestingly, and we're going to look, you know, look at this in just a moment, James referred to exactly the same scripture in reference to Abraham. And James is referring, and James is emphasizing that Abraham was involved in good works. He was. And he says he was justified by works. Now, did James contradict Paul? Did Paul contradict James? He did not. Neither contradicted the other. Right. And when we read the two of them together, we get the fuller picture and understanding of what salvation is about and what our response to God's grace is supposed to be. Right. There is a distinction emphasized in these passages regarding works. Yes, yes. Now, we're probably not going to get to James's text until our next program, but let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, and we start to get the fuller picture here. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any one should boast. Not of works, lest any one should boast. By the grace of God, by grace through faith. What does the next verse say? And it's all part of the same context. Verse 10. Yes. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, we're saved by grace. We're not saved by works. But, now we're talking about, in this study, our response to God's grace. And as you brought out again so well that word participation. We participate in God's grace in active ways. Right. And so here again, we see another one of those ways. 
We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, these good works are so important that God prepared them beforehand. And when you're reading that particular term or similar terms in this letter of Paul's to the Ephesians, he's talking about, I think we're to understand, before time began, as we understand it, before he ever created man. And he, cre he prepared these good works that we should walk in them. And there lies the participation. Participation in what? Participation in the good works that God prepared beforehand. And now, what if we don't participate in those good works, Dwayne? We are not taking advantage of the grace of God. And we're not, and we're not responding properly exactly. to that grace. Now again, remember, God loved us, so we love God. That's how John put it succinctly in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19. And then he went on to explain the love of God. This is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. 1 John 5 and verse 3. Now, if God prepared these good works for us, that we should participate in them. Right. And notice that word should again, that we should walk in them. That does not leave it up to our discretion as to whether or not we're supposed to do those good works. Gary, I'm so glad that we are looking at Ephesians 2, verses 8, 9, and 10 in succession, and not just dropping off at verse 9 without including verse 10. For they are all a part of the grace that brings salvation and the grace that God wants us to participate in or at least respond to him in. Absolutely. Now, again, let's not leave any misunderstanding. We don't earn our salvation. No. We're talking about response to God's grace. And if we do not respond to God's grace properly, then we cannot expect God's grace to be extended to us or to be effective for us. In Romans chapter 11 and verse 6, what do we read? And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace, no, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. So again, we do not earn our salvation. But anybody who thinks that all they have to do is simply believe in God and not respond in any kind of active way to his offer of grace, well, they're just participating in what I call cheap grace. Right. And that's not real grace. That's not proper response to God's grace. And that's not participating in God's grace as they should. Now, we'll stop and park here again. We'll come back and continue this study next time. And we do pray and hope that you're listening and that you're really thinking about this and that you're studying on your own. And don't take one, one verse out of context all by itself and ignore other verses that are talking about the exact same subject. They all go together. And that's what we're trying to bring out in this particular study. That's right. God's grace 
and our response to God's grace by his instruction. In just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us. Write down that information and then contact us and ask for the free Bible study. It can change your life. And ask for the free CD of today's program. We hope to hear from you right away.